Hey, CrossFit Whittier, this is Coach Yvette, and we're back with another episode of the CrossFit Whittier podcast. Today, we're here with special guests and a very, very special topic that we feel uh, is incredibly important in this month of autism awareness. The purpose of this episode is to share information to help educate our community to help build relationships uh, between the community and families who have children who are diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and further the initiative to change the theme of this month to not just autism awareness, but also autism uh, acceptance. Today, I'm with three special guests uh, on this episode that have really opened um, themselves up tonight to take on this topic with us um, on the podcast. And first, um, most of you know Coach Sabrina Mena, um, who is here and going to open up and share some of her experience as a parent to Ryan. Um, And we also have Matt and Maritza, who are um, beloved members of our gym and are going to be talking today about their experience as um, parenting their young son, who's three years old um, and also uh, has a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. So um, we are going to open up with a question for everyone. And the first question um, for each of you, and we can go in any order if anybody feels like they want to kind of talk about what autism acceptance means to you. When, um, when you learn there was an autism acceptance month or an autism awareness month, right? We know that there's colors associated with it. Um, what did that mean to you as a parent? Um, well, for me, hi guys, it's uh, Sabrina. Um, I guess just this month, it's really special. I think of it as um, acceptance and just accepting how people are different, right? Um, I don't think of it as, okay, my child has autism, she is less or not equal, um, but just different, you know? Um, so I think this just brings awareness uh, and for people to just have more understanding, you know, when they see that kid maybe screaming at the restaurant and not thinking like, oh, wow, the parents don't have their kid under control. And it's like, no, this is, my child is just like regulating um, herself as, as best as she can. and that I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her, and um, before I would have, I probably, early on, I would have been like, oh my gosh, like, Ryan, and, um, like, what are people thinking, but as, as I've gotten, uh, received the diagnosis of her um, having autism, it's just made me really kind of, like, what, forget what everyone thinks or says, you know, in that sense, but um, I think this uh, month will just, or just the theme, um, I'm hoping that it, it gets, um, it reaches a, a broader community. Um, I think um, just allowing people to, to see things differently and, and learn that we're, we're different, but we're equal. So, yeah. I like that different, but equal. And Matt, I'm going to pass that over to you. Um, feel free to share if there's anything you want to share first, just kind of about um, yourself. Um, maybe your family unit and and then kind of talking a little bit about um, I guess what also just kind of made you open to wanting to be on the podcast Stephen reached out to you and said we were going to take this topic on for this month and um, we were you know hopeful that you and Maritza would want to be a part of it um, and share some of your story so what I guess uh, yeah what inspired you to say yes and and be here yeah um, so our son is a three-year-old his name's Mac and uh, yeah, he was given an autism diagnosis about, uh, I want to say about two months ago, and since then we, you know, we've been, we've been getting services, doing assessments and things like that. Um, it, it started about a year ago. He was getting speech therapy, um, and Maritza's a special.
special education teacher and she felt that something else was potentially going on with him and and our speech therapist you know also kind of tipped us in like look i'm not i'm not a child psychologist like I, i'm a speech therapist but i work with kids you know a lot of different kids and you know you should you know move forward with getting the further assessment you know because she pretty much said like something's going on i can't tell you what it is she probably knew but she, in her capacity she's you know not allowed right. to just you know tell a parent that right take a parent to the right um resources so uh, yeah, when I when I came, you know, I, I was talking to Stephen, and um, I don't know how it. I mean, I'm I'm just a good talker, I guess, and, <laughs> and so I, I don't e- I don't even remember how it came up. Um, I, I was just talking about my son and speech therapy, and I think he mentioned that you know that Ryan was also like you know, um, you know, getting services like that or speech therapy, and and then it, we just kind of hit it off, and then it seems like throughout that I guess the last six months that's how long I've been here yeah um you know me and him would just c- kind of come in passing and just talk about our kids and yeah and then what we found out was is maybe we're kind of in similar situations is, is uh we get doing going through the assessments getting them into a school and things like that and preschool so they can be in a school setting and um yeah that's kind of how that's kind of how it you know I, I, and I appreciate you know you guys asking us to come on because it's definitely a touchy subject. We haven't told our families mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we're still working it, through, you know, working with ourselves to try to, you know, um, kind of come, not come to acceptance, but really educate ourselves. And yeah. But we're not, when we're ready to tell our family, we'll tell them, but, yeah. um, you know, as far as what, what autism awareness or acceptance means, you know, for me personally, it's a two-sided coin. I think from a societal, societal perspective and from a parenting perspective, I think there are still not enough information in media or news or even social media right. about like properly telling somebody what autism is or, or how they can help or, or what kind of information is there. Yeah. Um, I think when someone hears, Oh, my, my son has autism or my child has autism, you know, I think it, it immediately like come to a predisposition of what, what the child is mm-hmm. like, Oh, th- they probably have a picture of what kind of kid, what kind of person my kid is. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's, that's fair, but I think if they haven't dealt with it before, you know, mm-hmm. they just look at what they see and they, and they automatically go to like, you know, oh, it's probably like really severe. Maybe there's an intellectual disability, uh, something like that, and, and that's not the case. So I think it's really putting it out there to let people know how complex it is. It's different for everybody. It's unique for everybody, um, and you know, we just got to get the right information out to people so that they can understand yeah. um, the differences. And then the other side of the coin is from a parenting aspect, of mm-hmm. it, which is um, educating ourselves, right, um, and and being accepting of of our kid, but also like having the information available to us, uh, making sure that we're you know working with our kid and just being aware. I think there's a lot of parents whose kids have uh, maybe some signs and and they don't maybe they're afraid or mm-hmm. they just don't have the information to them to like to go to a doctor and say, can you my son is or my son or daughter is, you know, acting like this, or maybe they're, you know, it's, they seem to be a little off in this area. Mm-hmm. What can we do, right? So I think right. getting that information out to parents so they can get their kids to services early on because early intervention is, like, the best that you can do for your, yeah. for your child. Especially because you want, it, you want them to start school, you know, and be kind of up to speed with everybody because once they get behind, you know, um, yeah. you know it, it can have a long story back. So that's my thing. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, if you're listening, um, we are kind of moving through this episode with ease and taking our time um, to just give you know respect and the space that's due for each of these questions. And as you know, leading this conversation, um, 
I'm eager to learn. And I hope that those of you who are listening are continue listening to this episode so that you could walk away with more understanding, more information. Um, Perhaps, you know, this is something that's been on your mind, maybe as a parent, uh, as Matt was just saying, I'm sure that um, each of you, all three of you, uh, including Steven, had um, those moments of fear that you're talking about where maybe you're hesitant, resistant to want to go get the resources or, or ask those questions because of the information you anticipate may come back. Serena, do you ever remember a time where you felt like maybe there were some signs that you thought I might need to get um, a doctor to take a look at Ryan, but maybe were afraid or like hesitant or could you talk about that? Maybe what your experience was like? Yeah. For sure. Um, definitely because she wasn't talking. She's still not talking. Um, but I think just speaking to like family, friends, they kept saying like, oh, she's still little. She's still, yeah, she'll start. Like, yo, then sharing their experience. Yeah, my nephew didn't talk until they were well. Now they're a chatterbox. So kind of like, I know it was on me, but I was kind of like feeling, oh, everyone's saying it's going to it's gonna be like, quote unquote, fine. She's going to be okay. Um, but it wasn't until like my her doctor kept telling me, um, it was like on two visits. The first one I was, she was only like a year and he asked like, how many words is she speaking? And I was like, oh, she's speaking like like four words, like hot dad, mom, hi, bye. And then her next visit was like, I think, a, whatever. I think it was like a year and a half. It was another um, time. Months have gone by and he said, and the same thing. I was like, oh, same, same words. He's like, oh, they should be speaking about x amount of words by now and then he was the one that was like hey i really recommend you to to like look into this um and he gave me the regional center's number um and i shared that information with some family members and even then um i wasn't i don't know maybe i just thought like no because like i've had family members that didn't even talk till they were like almost three four um but now like looking back i'm all like maybe those family members should have got received this kind of help right um like now it's all clear um so it wasn't until she was actually two a little over two that we started um because steven he used to work with um like children with behavioral issues um some had autism um so he actually saw the sign early but i was like no it was actually like steven that caught it early on um but so yeah it was around two um that we we started like looking more into it um but yeah i was hesitant and and I look back and I was like why was I hesitant I don't I can't even give you like a I just was like I just was kind of like waiting like it's gonna be it's gonna like just figure it out like she's gonna start talking um but I'm glad though I'm glad I did it I I tell myself like she's still young like it's it's like uh Matt was saying like early um intervention like just like giving her the services she needs now like better than not at all you know like um just going I could just I would hate for her to be in school struggling, thinking like, like she she doesn't understand, like she's different and she doesn't know why, you right. know. But now I can help her, and she's getting the services to actually just, yeah, give her more tools like to communicate, whether it's verbal or she's doing like her sign gestures, like when she wants more, mm-hmm. or she's like she has an iPad now, so she'll go like like game the uh-huh. sign signal, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, you want your iPad? Okay, and like, oh my gosh. you know, so she she's communicating, um, yeah, yeah, so. Thank you. Okay. Um, one of the questions I also wanted to, you know, put out for, for all of us to kind of um, take a deeper dive into is, cause it looks like we've talked kind of about, you know, what is the the challenge, but you know, 
what, I guess, what was kind of maybe the turning point um, during this challenge of kind of getting information? Um, one thing I want to point out, as both of you said, is like someone, um, some sort of practitioner said, hey, I think you should look into this. And I wanted to kind of go back to that because I think that I want to express just like the gratitude around, you know, your your ability to take that next step and how um, powerful that was for your child and how meaningful that'll be in the years to come. Because it's not like someone shows up at the door and says, oh, we think that your child might be in the spectrum, but we'll take over. We got it all from here. You at that point um, were put in a position to take on every all these unknowns, right? Like you have this information and they, they usually give you a phone number, right? And a, and a piece of paper um, that says call here. And then you guys had to take those next steps. And then there was information that eventually was given to you. What, um, I guess, what as what was the way that you've gotten over kind of the, maybe the emotional challenge? If there's some parents listening to this podcast that maybe are in walking this similar, you know, journey as you are, like what, what is any maybe advice or ways that you could tell that, you know, share with them that you have felt led or guided or encouraged? Hi, sorry, this is weird because I've never talked on the mic. Um, I'm Maritza, um, I'm Maximus's mom. So I kind of wanted to jump in because you're asking like organizations and, you know, healthcare and all that. Um, it's really funny because for us, kind of like Sabrina was saying, like our doctor kind of noticed but didn't really. And then like as a mom, you have like this gut feeling, right? Like, okay, I know something's up, but then I don't want to like overthink it. Like, I don't want to be that parent that's like, kind of being a helicopter but I kind of have to right because then everybody's gonna think I'm crazy but um you know for us it was like we kind of told our doctor and our doctor was like mm, mm, you know like maybe I don't know let's let's wait longer right mm -hmm. and then um it, it was interesting because then we finally were able to get the initiation from Kaiser to hey okay you can do a speech assessment because you keep bugging because I kept uh, bugging right okay and it was because I was bugging and then we finally got the speech assessment at 18 months and even though we got the speech assessment, um, Kaiser turned our son away because they said he didn't qualify first. There's certain things, right, that they have to be able to do. Like, can you can they make eye contact or mm -hmm. whatever? He wasn't doing those things, so they turned us away. Um, and then that moment, Matthew and I were like, well, well, you know, like, what do we do? Like, you know, we wait a little bit more. Like, like everybody's saying, like, you know, he'll kick in, it'll kick yeah. in, and and Kaiser's saying he doesn't qualify yet. Um, and it was for like two months. We're like, okay, let's try strategies. Let's maybe we'll wait a little bit. And then um, one of his daycare workers was like, hey, like maybe you should try again, right? And I'm like, okay, like I know, like we know, right? Um, and then we said, you know what? Um, let's try regional center. You know, it's in the bottom of the paper, right? It's so mm. tiny. It's all the way at the bottom of the paper. And they don't really <laughs> tell you. They're like, here's this paperwork, you know, yeah. figure it out, you know, whatever. And then as a parent, you know, even us that we know things we're like what yeah so then we had to call regional center like you're you're the one that has to call and and it's nerve-wracking because you're like i don't know what i'm doing like how long yeah. is this going to take right and then going through the process of regional center finally the back and forth um and i guess the point i'm trying to make is like if if you have a gut feeling as a parent just just get an assessment mm -hmm. and then even if they tell you no don't think that your healthcare, if you have Kaiser or whatever, um, is your only solution. Mm. Go to a regional center. They'll provide that support. It might take a little longer, but don't be afraid to look for other resources because um, they are there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like where it, our story started right there. 
yeah and it was like and it was also like it was kind of it was emotional in, in a way that we were you know we knew something was wrong you know not wrong but something was like okay he's having trouble like mm-hmm. and they're telling us like he's okay Mm-hmm. And then we have our daycare workers doing it for 20 years. And she's yeah. running her daycare. She's like, has he been diagnosed? And we're like, like what, what? What, diagnosed? What do you mean diagnosed? Like, yeah. And so she didn't, she didn't, obviously she didn't want to tell us, but she's like, you know, go, she's the one who told us about regional center. Like, oh, wow. we saw that somewhere. She's like, go to regional center. She's yeah. like, Kaiser. She's like, you know, I, look, we've been with Kaiser for a while. I'm not, you know, saying bash them or anything, but you know, um, She's like, just go to regional center. Mm-hmm. And regional center was like immediately, like, yeah, yeah. And they start, and they're the ones who gave us a speech therapy. And we went back to Kaiser, we're getting speech therapy. The regional center, like, our doctor was like, well, why didn't you get it with us? Because you guys denied us, yeah. you know? But it's yeah. like, we tried. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, be persistent as, you know, if, if anyone, you know, feels something is, is off, you know, like, just be persistent, right? Um, yeah. We had to follow up many times. I mean, this whole thing started, like I said, at like, he was eight. Um, well, it was like August, late fall of 2021, right? Mm-hmm. He was he was almost two, and like we're still, you know, in the process. I mean, it, it's a long process, yes, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like from an emotional standpoint, it was like we're giving we're getting our son the help. So it felt, you know, we felt like we were doing something meaningful for our for our child. So that was yeah. the most important for us. Yeah, it's almost like what you guys when I, you guys are describing this, like I. I looking here at Matt and Maritza and Sabrina and I re- recognize that um, beyond their their parenting role the traditional parenting role they've also assumed this position of an advocate yeah. right and you're fighting for your kid and their rights and their and getting their needs met um, which is obviously no easy feat um, before the episode started I was sharing with Matt and Maritza and, and Sabrina is well aware um, that my son also has special needs and um, he's not on the spectrum, but um, has some other special needs. And we've we've also been, you know, a client of regional center and navigated the insurance and the follow-ups. And, um, you know, it's it's been um, an incredibly lengthy journey. And for me, just sitting here and being able to hear you guys speak about this, and I know that listeners are going to also gain from this. Like, I feel, um, like, understood and seen. And I, I honestly feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. And, and I hope that people listening, when you're hearing Matt talk about this and you hear Maritza talk about, you know, having to um, take these leaps of faith and, and fight for this and Sabrina's experience and you talking to your family about it and like all of it, that there's so many of us um, so that we could just bring more like transparency and like see each other and, and know that like, hey, we're we're not alone. We are yeah. not alone. There are other people that understand what we're going through. For sure. I know, um, I think even just mentioning it to like a couple members, because it was so new to me, and I was kind of like processing. I was just like, what, what, what? Like, my kid, is like her life going to be different now? Is she going to be like in a special class? Is she going to always like be looked at like, like as like, oh, that girl's autistic, you know? Um, but so like I shared it with one of the members, and um, she was actually the she gave me so much support you know her son um also on the spectrum and she said like girl i cried and this and that and i was like oh my god okay like okay that's like valid i'm like it's not like i'm ashamed but i was just like like this is gonna be hard for her hard for the whole like everyone you know um so i think just like um just knowing that I, yeah, like just being able to talk about it or that I, it's okay to talk about it because you never know who else is going through the same thing or a similar yeah. um, like battle. So I'm glad that I was, I did that here and 
yeah, I've made so many, I guess I mean, there are my friends, but we've just, we've got connected in that sense. And I feel like I have a lot of support like here in the gym. So yeah. just happy about that. That's beautiful. Caregivers need outlets and intentional self-care. Um, how has CrossFit Whittier or the community, Sabrina, you kind of are t- already touching on that. Sorry, I jumped the gun. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's, it's a great segue into this question. And how has, you know, exercise um, in general impacted the way that um, you guys are able to parent? And I also think of, because I, I think of just my own home life, it's one, I'm advocating and taking on the parenting role. But then also there's this this very, I think, unique element of how do the partners, like how do you maintain your partnership, right? Taking care of one another um, in this journey you're on together. Um, like has it brought you closer to your partner? Um, so I'm kind of talking about a couple of things. Like how do we, um, how has the gym space helped, I guess, overall impact and exercise overall impacted your parenting as well as maybe just home life as a family? And anybody can jump in and kind of speak on that. I would, I would definitely say the community side of it. I mean, coming here, I mean, literally, like, I want to say within the first couple of weeks of me joining was when I had the first conversation with Steven. And it was like, I don't know, I, you know, like, he, he's a great guy. And he, I know he's, he's out there for, for the members and always looking out for everybody. And, um, you know, I, I just felt like the timing of, of me coming to the gym and, like, I ended up talking. Like, that's what community is about, right, yeah. is, like having the openness with, with, with someone else to, to be able to talk to them about something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think from an overall wellness standpoint, like you hear, you hear the, the, I guess kind of a cliche term, sound mind, sound body. Right. But yeah. it's like, I can, I can think of the energy that it takes, right. To, to just be there with my son, be present, um, and be able to have the energy to kind of deal with him. And, um, when, when he's having a rough time, um, I need that energy. And I think coming to the gym, uh, every day I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much doing five or six days a week at the, you know, at this point. And, um, you know, he asked me to pick him up and things like that. I mean, before I started coming here, like I was in a lot of pain. Like a, a lot of people know that, that know me. I talk about it a lot. It's like, I have back issues, like really bad back issues and I get flare ups all the time. And just, um, you know, it makes it hard sometimes, especially let's say he's, he's having a meltdown and I'm picking him up and he would throw himself in directions. I like, there were times where I couldn't walk. Like I, I couldn't stand, stand up for more than 15 minutes. Like we'd go to Disneyland, we'd walk through one land. I'm like, I got to sit down. Like I'm in a lot of pain. Um, and so being able to have that strength back, that energy, um, knowing that if my son needs me to hug him or pick him up, I can do it. Yeah. And that's what he, he seeks that physical, you know, those hugs. He says, he says, daddy hug, daddy hug. I, I pick him up, you know? And so that's a big part of it is just having the energy and then the mental, you know, just the mental strength and, and fortitude to kind of like, I guess coming here is like, it's like a release, you know, it's a therapeutic release. Um, doing it every day. I think it's keeping, keeping a good balance for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm thankful that I ha- that I have this place, and you know we have two kids, right? We have an eight yeah. month old too, and so we really really have to, I guess we really struggle to find that not struggle, but we really have to work to find the time to come in because we don't come yeah. at the same time. One of us has right. to be with the kids, right? Yeah. So she might do five thirty, and then I'll come in at three thirty, um, and so we want to make sure that we time it so that we're not missing time with the kids. Right. So pretty much like Max wakes up at after three p.m. and I want to make sure that we're both, we want to make sure we're both there so we can both spend time with them. 
and um, that's why like maybe her or I will act, okay we didn't get to go we'll go at the 8:30 so she yeah. goes to 8:30 or I'll come to 8:30 so really really got to find the time but it's good for us for sure yeah, yeah. um that's funny because um that's something that stuck out to me when I met both of you I met Matt first I believe and I hadn't really learned anything you know about you or your family unit I knew um that you had you know young children um, but one thing I learned right away about you both, because you both came in and told me the same thing. I would coach Matt, like say in like, I don't know, uh, an afternoon class, but then I'd see Maritza towards like closing time or, or vice versa. Right. And, but almost never at the same time. So when I, when I asked you guys about it, you explained to me your schedule. Um, I go say, Hey, where's Maritza or, you know, where's Matt? And you guys both told me, well, I'm here because she's going to come at this time. And you guys like both had this, this immediate response of like, it was so evident and really was I, before even knowing again about your children or anything like that. Um, the way that you guys supported one another, um, you had this plan. It, it told me that you communicated, you supported each other and you knew how important it was Matt for Maritza to get here and Maritza for Matt to be here. And like the selflessness that you both have to say, you go, you take that time for you. I'm going to hold this down. We're going to switch and you got my back. And I, I, I think it's so beautiful. I was actually thinking about, I was hoping we brought that up of the way that you guys have worked together and Matt, something you said about being able to pick up your son. Um, you hear all these different ways how CrossFit's like functional. We talk about all the ways that it shows up in different functional pieces of your life. And when you said that I had like an aha moment, cause like in my family, when my son has a meltdown, he's almost 80 pounds and there's almost no one in our family <laughs> who can, who can, um, sometimes he needs to be like bear hugged, um, when he, you know, he's having a meltdown, it has a very physical element to it. And one thing I always say is like, Oh, it's okay. I got it. And I know that the reason I can do that is because of CrossFit. And, and I, I hope that I want that to sound like sincere and, and not cheesy because you never know, like functionality may take the form that your, your son or daughter needs a physical piece of your strength. Parenting just in general, keeping up with them. But then there's this unique thing that we're talking about right now. Like, is am I in good enough health to sometimes my son, you know, he um he lopes, he takes off running. Um, not about two weeks ago he did. And I had to like sprint after him. Um and I can do that because of CrossFit. I can do that because of my health and fitness. So I love that you touched on both of it, that there's a mental aspect that we're refueling. Um, ourself mentally or, or getting um, I don't know, it's a space to kind of like deload, right? Yeah. And like decompress. And then um, also the physical <clears throat> element of being able to keep up with our children and their unique needs um, because of our physical health. Do you want anything on that? Um, yeah. Also that, um, that she's got a, yeah, he's got a strong mom. Like, dude, your mom can squat 300 something pounds. <laughs> like, shoot, she got you no matter how big you get. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was even telling Steven, like, I have to go, uh, even when I don't come to 6.30, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go to a later class. But I try to prioritize um, just going to 6.30 all the time because now I know for sure I got it done. And it just makes sense for, like, how our, our family works, like, mm -hmm. the, the, the schedule-wise. But, um, yeah, because I tell him, like, when I go, I just come back. I come in and walk in. I was like, hi, yeah. hello, good morning, because they were asleep when I, when I leave. But um, so I'm just in a better mood. I'm in a better mood. I'm happier. I've already poured into my cup. So my cup is full. Mm -hmm. And now it's just easy for me to, to pour into Ryan, to pour into Riley. 
Um, and just, and I also have more patience as opposed to like, sometimes I'll have them all day long and it, I'm just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't go yeah. to the gym. And not only I just didn't go to the gym, but I had my kids all day long. So right. I'm all like, you know, um, but I just feel like I just have more desire to do more for them. You oh, know, I just yeah. feel like, oh, I'm so, I'm so good. I want to make sure you're good. I want to yeah. make sure you're good. All you good, yeah. you know? Um, so for sure, I just, I, I got to come. I love 630. It's such a fun class, but any class, really. I just like to come. It's just, it's yeah. so, the, the community is so strong here. And I think just everyone, once they walk in, they just, they get it. They know yeah. the vibe and they, they match it. Like the energy is always good. So it's never, I come to CrossFit I'm just like, oh, fuck. Get, or sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not like, get me, I know, get me out of this place. It's yeah. never like that. And I'm just, I'm happy to be a part of this, this team, this community, and even just bringing Ryan, like I bring Ryan, she just, she's, she's, you know, acts crazy. She'll jump on stuff. She'll empty chalk buckets, climb on the dumbbells, <laughs> but no one's like, get that kid. They're just mm. kind of like, oh, you know, Ryan, you know, yeah. everyone's just like accepting and they just let her be. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know. Was that the question? No, that's I was good. like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, no, that's also, that's, you know, it's perfect. Um, I would also, I also want to ask you guys, like, what, it, what? I guess what advice do you, you know, and it's not, you know, advice, maybe a better word is like, if someone's listening and they're either just finding out or potentially do know, and maybe are having a hard time, like, is there anything that you would say you want to say that maybe like something that's helped you, maybe something that someone's shared with you that's helped you to, um, move into this place of understanding and having more peace around, um, your your child's diagnosis um i guess something that's just gave me peace was uh when i was talking to a member um uh, i think just like oh ryan's so picky like i can't i can't get her to eat a vegetable i literally have to put in her her shake i give her a protein shake i'll put some spinach not too much where she's like wait this tastes funny but just like <laughs> sprinkle it um and i was talking like yeah she just, i'm like concerned and all this um and they shared about their child actually like she's like girl like it's gonna be fine my ch my kid only eats this this and this and then um, they go through phases sometimes they like stuff sometimes they don't but it's like don't don't worry don't, or don't put the stress too much about making sure they're getting five servings of this four servings of this uh x amount of whatever like just just keep showing up for them you know just keep showing up and um like get them the services follow up don't let them don't like wait on them to call you like keep calling and yeah she's actually like kind of just motivated me to like yeah, be more of an advocate for, for Ryan, but also not to stress when she's not doing, mm. she's not reaching like these benchmarks mm -hmm. or meeting certain criteria, you know? Um, yeah, I would just su should suggest that like, you know, there's going to be highs and lows, but just know, um, trust that you're doing the best that you can and it's, it's going to be fine. Love it. Um, I'm going to push in one more question here cause it's kind of all aligned to what, what we're trying to achieve. And I think, um, and maybe Maritza, you could take a second to think about this. In what ways um, do you appreciate Autism Month being celebrated? How can our community at CrossFit Whittier, but also the larger community um, that we here live in, you know, we're, we're in Whittier, um, how, can, how can we all best support um, you guys as a family? Like, what, in what ways would you appreciate support our understanding around you guys as a family and your, and your child? Um, what I do appreciate is 
is there are people that, you know, share information just like on social media in general um, or look to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I've seen friends post stuff, post stories. Maybe they post stories about their own kids. And I mean, that takes a lot of courage just to come out publicly. Like we were talking before, the, before we even started this was we haven't told our family yet. Right. Um, in, in general, because we just have that, that fear that, you know, they're going to put a label on our son or, or think of him differently, look at him differently. Right. So, um, I think it's, it's a good opportunity for, you know, families like ours, like, you know, Steven and Sabrina, like we share our stories amongst each other. Um, I think people tend to be a little more open, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome acceptance month. Right. And yeah. we're sitting down here together in a podcast, yeah. you know, talking about, talking about our, um, our, I guess our situations, each one is unique. Um, but it's, it's, I appreciate it because that, that, that's what brought us to this table here. And yeah. I think just talking about it, I think kind of going back to your last question, which was, um, you felt better because you talked to somebody about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like what made me feel better going through the whole process, just as a dad, as mm-hmm. just as a person was talking to Steven about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's the only person that I is still like that. I've actually talked to that whose, whose child, you know, has autism mm-hmm. and like that helped me. Like I, sometimes we talk maybe 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes after a class and like I would get in my car and I would feel like so much better Mm-hmm. You know, just hearing that another dad is kind of going through, you know, uh, the same processes and stresses mm-hmm. and somewhat exhaustion or or maybe there's some maybe there's challenges at the schools or whatever. Like yeah. that was like like very like refreshing. Like it hit me in a way like I'm not alone. Right. No. And, and I think especially as dads is <laughs> like, you know, we have this macho type yeah. of <laughs> approach to ourselves <laughs> and, you know, it's like it's okay to talk to somebody about it. So if you're a dad out there and, and you know, it's, it's, it's okay to talk to somebody. I mean, like the, the you know, the, you know, like, uh, these resources, regional center or Kaiser are like, Oh, here's like a autism support group. You can go that. Right. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, you can talk to other families and parents that are going through the same thing. So if you can't find somebody in your gym and your community family, that's going through it, really take the time. It, it's a big step. You know, I know it's tough to go out there and, and enter like a support group and just talk yeah. about it. Maybe you're on Zoom and talking about it. Everyone can talk about how they're coping and things like that. But right. it's very powerful. I mean, just to hear some hear another person tell you like, I'm going through the same thing. It's right. a challenge for me. And it, and it doesn't change anything in your situation. But right. you hear somebody tell you that they're doing the same thing. Right. It's like, it's just so like empowering to me. Like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay to go through this. And that was like yeah. very emotional for me, like as a dad. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Marisa, do you want to add anything on that? Um, right. Your question was how you that's okay. It. Yeah. yeah. Just I, how would I, you, how do you feel like community can best support you? Um, yeah. what, yeah. What are your wishes and hopes, you know, as a family, as you, as you learn how the, how to enter, I guess, integrate into the community of, uh, around you, like, how do we support, how do we show up? And when I say we, I'm talking about all of us listening. Um, how can we as families who don't have proximity to children with autism, right? Um, support and understand and better and better be just better be a better community for your family. Yeah, I think just really taking into consideration, right? Kind of like Matthew talked about, sometimes we'll see family or friends post things online 
and not just skipping the story all oh, like that doesn't apply to me um like hey just watch it and learn something new right um mm. yes awareness but the acceptance of like hey someone really close is probably going through something right they might not have autism they might have something else going on and, and um it can be rough and we just have to be patient and understanding right um and i agree with matthew like coming here has helped a lot and he was the one that said come to this gym you're gonna feel better like don't go to the other gym because it's, it's nothing but partiers i'm not gonna name it but you know and, and i was like okay okay yeah i don't like that vibe you know like i'm a parent like there's so much that i'm going through and then coming here like it, it did help because like he said uh, i've met some members too that will be like oh you know i i hear i have been comfortable to say my son has speech mm-hmm. right a couple of times to a couple of people and then they'll say oh my child just started getting assessment for speech and then i'm like oh do this and this and this and this like don't tell them to make you wait you better call them or here's this resource right and then i'm like oh wow like you know i'm actually speaking about it um and i think i'm glad that this space is open right like you never know what's going to happen in the day or what you're going to learn about someone um and just taking it easy one step at a time and um for anyone that's going through it like trust your gut and take care of yourself and um, don't be afraid to share a little bit like today yeah Yeah. absolutely i've had that experience too where there's been people in this gym who've really helped me to be an advocate for my son's um needs and and even help me better understand things and what their experience and i i get this visual of like kind of like for those of you who have who have kids in the gym who maybe have a diagnosis and they're 10 11 and 12 and and you're um you're kind of out in front like could you turn around and reach back for the parents that just now are starting this journey and reach back and pull them up and support them and share what you know and could we all just kind of lean on each other right and and continue to to feel that we can share openly and I I want this episode to bring more of that into the gym I I think that we do a terrific job of that but continuing to create a space on the gym floor not just for our sweaty workouts but for connecting seeing each other recognizing our human experience the uniqueness of of each of us that are parents um and even people who are not parents you know sometimes I think we think um I think before I was a parent I used to think like well that doesn't have anything to do with me because I'm not a parent but we're all into like this interconnected unit in the gym and um, we all can play a role in supporting one another, um, recognizing each other's um, journeys, you know. Um, I wanted to kind of add, we, we'll put this in the show notes and and um, if you're listening and you've seen the post on Instagram that'll come out this later this week, um, just kind of talking about the episode, um, there are lots of ways that we can support even beyond the gym. Um, being a resource, um, somebody who's caring and want to listen to a friend. But beyond that, there are other ways to contribute. Um, later on this month in April, there's the Race for Hope. Um, that is uh, a marathon that supports autism research. It's open to people to participate in. Um, there's Aut- the Autism Speaks website, which is a pretty well-known um, organization. There are tons of ways to donate and give in that way. And then if you know a family that... Um, you know, maybe has a child with autism, how could you just support and reaching out to them to see like, is there a way that I can support you? Um, early on in my, uh, foster care experience, you know, um, there were some really gracious people who would say like, Hey, if you need a break, you know, I'm here. And, um, and, and that was just such a big resource for me and just being seen and known that we're all in this, you know, challenging journey. Um, I want to thank Matt and Maritza for showing up today and sharing so much about um, their journey with their son um, and your bravery um, and all the hard work and effort that you've been putting into 
um, your son's journey. And we, we just really admire you both. And um, the, the community is better um, when you guys joined it and it became stronger. And to Coach Sabrina for um, showing up today um, and walking this journey through the gym in this community, really, and really sharing. Um, we've all been able to really enjoy Ryan and get to know her. And if you know her, she she's just she's like this like firecracker of light. <laughs> um, but she makes you so happy. And every time yeah. Sabrina shares photos of her, um, she has this smile that you just like you just like want to like squeeze the phone because she's <laughs> just like she's just so precious. And um, being able to um, have Ryan in our community has also made our community so much better. And um, she's the future of of this community. And so. I thank you and, and Stephen for also sharing so so much with not just on the podcast but in general, and also being a space where I've been able to share with you about um, my navigating my son's special needs with you guys. And so I appreciate all three of you. Um, this is you know such an important thing, and um, I really am grateful that we got to spend some time together. Um, and yeah, we love you guys and we love your children. So thank you, CrossFit Whittier, for listening. <laughs>